Welcome into the program. My name is Chris Ryan. This is Growing on the Vine, and we're so glad that you are here. What we do on this show is we take a look at some micro ministries in Southwest Riverside County, and I pray that you get a chance to learn about some people who are doing great things here in our area. These are your neighbors. Today, we're going to tell a very hard story. It is a hard story. If you're a parent, this is a hard story. We're going to be talking to Faith Zimber, and we're going to introduce you to Lily Kelly and Lily Kelly Ministries. And if you're a mom and dad, I really want you to stay in here for this entire program because it is so important. And I pray that this show brings you hope. Lily Kelly Ministries is a legacy ministry that is bringing hope and is sharing the story and the gospel of Jesus Christ and the good news. You've seen those signs around town, the white signs that say Jesus loves you. This is where they originate from, is from Lily Kelly Ministries. I want you to meet Faith Zimber, and I want you to meet Lily Kelly. This is Growing on the Vine. Faith Zimber is my guest today, and Faith is with Lily Kelly Ministries. We're going to talk about Lily Kelly. We're going to talk about Lily Kelly Ministries. We're going to talk about the, uh, the Chapel Coffee Campus. We've got a lot to go over. Faith, thanks for being here today. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure. I want to start with Lily. Sure. This is a long story, and we've got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Lily Kelly is your daughter. Correct. Tell me her story. Sure. So uh, Lily, Lily Kelly is her uh, middle name, Lily, and uh, she chose to go by Lily Kelly for her her musician name, which I always thought was very sweet. So uh, when I refer to her, it's usually just Lily, but she was sold out for Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Uh, Her heart's desire was to make him known that all would see him and his light in her. She actually wrote and said um, that all would see his light in her and that when she would even think about him, she would have uncontrollable joy. And so certainly that was exactly who she was and what she was doing in her life. Um, So uh, Lily led uh, music worship. She was the the worship leader at Calvary Marietta. youth band and also was part of the school band as well. Um, She went on to uh, record uh, seven songs, two of which are originals, I Am and I Surrender. I Am is telling of the Lord's character and and who he is and what he does for us. And then I Surrender is truly Lily's desire to be fully, completely sold out, to be with him. It says to be in your courts, Lord, that's where I want to be, to be wrapped in your arms. That's where I want to be. Um, pour me out and fill me with you. So what's, what's profound about that is that Lily, when recording these and writing these songs, was 14 years old. Pretty remarkable for a teenage girl to be writing this type of music. I Surrender was written and recorded in the privacy of her bedroom on her cell phone. That is even more remarkable. She was writing and singing for an audience of one. Her Lord and Savior, her favorite person of all time, Jesus Christ. So what's remarkable about Lily's life and Lily's story um, is that she was taken home to heaven four years ago at the age of 15 
just after recording those songs um, at the hands of a drunk driver. And after her call home to heaven, just within less than 24 hours, the Lord spoke to me very clearly, very softly, very sweetly, and said, Lily's life is not in vain. Her life will be used as a catalyst for a holy revival. The time is now. So you can imagine less than 24 hours after losing your only child at the hands of a drunk driver, the Lord was so sweet to give me such hope and such goodness, reminding me of his character. All those things that Lily wrote about, that he is our strength, that he sustains us. The words to her song, I am. He will never let us down. He picks us up and he won't let us down her words again. And so this little girl that loved Jesus, I knew she loved Jesus. She was sold out. She was writing music. You couldn't get her to stop. She just loved praise music, Um, was doing something remarkable in the secret place, in the quiet place. Um, This little girl would come home from school and she wouldn't ask for a snack. She didn't change her, you know, uh, smelly clothes from volleyball practice. She went straight to her room and started praising the Lord. You couldn't get her to stop. Um, there was one night, we were already in bed, everyone uh, has, had said good night for the evening, it's dark, and I hear music. I thought, did a radio kick on? You know, what's happening? And I went down the hall and checked on her, and there she is laying in bed with her guitar resting on her belly, praising the Lord. She just couldn't stop. So flash forward. Um, You know, we're at her services, and um, I think my daughter's delightful, Um, but most parents do. I didn't realize that it had caught on during her life, how remarkable she was until after she was gone. And so kids were coming out of the woodwork, and they were telling me, um, Lily, I can't believe she's gone. She was my best friend. Well, this was happening repeatedly, and I thought, oh, what a sweet kid. And I thought, I had never met this kid before. And what was happening is that Lily was walking out a life like Jesus, loving on people so fully and so completely, so compassionately, that everyone she had contact with felt like she was their best friend. And so it quickly caught on soon after her call home, the phrase, live like Lily Kelly. Because to live like her is to live sold out as Jesus Christ, loving people right where you are, within your capabilities, within your circle of friends. It was, re- it was remarkable, and it still is, actually. Four years later, the stories still come about. Tell me about her early childhood, pre-teens, early teens. You don't have this fire without being exposed to the love of God. Sure. Tell me about her faith in her early years. Mm-hmm. What was she Absolutely. like as a, as a younger child? Sure. So um, when Lily was little, an infant, I held her in my arms and I looked down at this child and I said, oh, if anything were to happen to you, I would be devastated. And it was in that moment, the Lord um, brought me to my knees and he humbled me to my core. And he said, whose is she? 
And it reminds me of Job when he says, what have I done? What have I said? I didn't know. And I said, oh God, please forgive me. You're right. She's yours. I humbly ask you do not take her. But if you do, she's yours to take. So mind you, this was happening as an infant. And so from that moment forward, I would call her my Samuel. And I knew that the Lord had given me this precious child only to give back to him as Hannah had prayed and begged the Lord for her child, knowing that he, she would give him back Samuel. And so Lily knew growing up, um, our friends and family, people would just know I would reference her as my Samuel all the time. And so because of that, um, I made sure her babysitters uh, were believers. Um, I enrolled her in a private Christian school um, from the age of preschool all the way through age 15 when she went home to heaven. Um, I was a single parent. Um, I found out I was pregnant with my sweet Lily uh, a month after I had broken up with her father, her biological father. Um, he very much wanted me to um, kill that child growing in my belly. And I just, oh, I was sold out. I just knew this precious child, although the circumstances were not great, it was such a gift. And I was so blessed to get to have this precious little one growing in my belly. And so I knew from, from ground zero I would be a single mom. And so to put her in uh, private Christian school was no small feat. Um, it required a financial sacrifice, time sacrifice. I was always working several jobs, always picking up side work to get that um, as my number one absolute priority, second to tithing. And so uh, Lily was uh, able to learn a Bible verse every single week from four until 15 years old. I wanna ask you a question. To put her in private school, it's a sacrifice, but I wanna ask you why it was important. Sure, so it was important to me uh, because just like Hannah had done with Samuel, it was important to me uh, to hand her back over to be raised at the temple as Hannah did, right? Um, and so Eli ended up raising uh, Samuel in the ways of the Lord right? And so that was, that was just so paramount to me. Lord, you have given me this entire, this is such incredible, beautiful gift, an undeserving, wretched sinner. And you chose to bless my sin with a gift. Oh Lord, I'm too undeserving. She's yours. She's not mine. And so because of this radical gift that, the cho that God chose to give me, I was compelled to give her back fully and completely. And so knowing that I wouldn't be able to do that fully on my own, uh, it was important that I was raising her up to learn the Bible, to learn his ways, um, to truly be raised in the temple to the best of my abilities, to supplement where I would fail. And so that's why it was so important that she was raised going to um, private Christian school. Um, it was important to me that she was prepared to enter heaven not Harvard. And so that is the, the, that I was doing, it was compelled to do exactly that. She was prepared. Um, as you can imagine, as a single mom, um, people would say, why are you putting her in private school when she's so young? What does it matter? They're, you know, coloring and uh, playing with paint. And I said, no, it matters now. Uh, we, I want her foundation to be rock solid, right? And Sam, uh, uh, Solomon, when he's building the temple, um, he says in scripture, for the foundation 
was made with precious stones, very costly stones. And so that's what the Lord is calling us to do. Let's raise our foundations with costly stones, right? There's no greater gift that you can give your children than to be um, girded up and fully equipped for his army and his battle. And so that is what I was doing um, as a response to the Lord. Your gift, your daughter, had gifts of her own. Mm. You'd mentioned music, and I want to talk about that. But apparently it it seems like a real way to connect with classmates and with others. Not everyone has a gift that can pick up the guitar and write something, but she did, and you got a chance to enjoy that around the home, I would suppose. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, I had an old guitar that I had uh, been able to, to play with as a child, always hoping to have picked it up. Uh, more substantially than I ever did. And so I gave that to Lily, um, and at nine years old, she picked it up and taught herself to play the guitar using YouTube. And so, wow, she is really pretty darn good at this. And so um, wrote her first song at nine years old, and I realized she needed more, and yet I couldn't afford that. And so I looked around, and the neighboring town had free adult group guitar lessons. And so I reached out to that teacher and I said, you know, I have this young lady and she's actually pretty mature. Would you give her a try? Would you let her show up to the adult class? And uh, reluctantly she said yes. And it wasn't but a couple weeks in, she pulled me aside and said, listen, Lily's the best in the class. She needs private lessons. So from that moment forward, um, we, we figured out a, a financial plan and she was coming to our home every other week to help Lily hone in that skill, help her to write music, help her to understand the theory and learned how to pick at nine years old. And so um, she just had a heart. She was sold out for music. She loved um, praising the Lord. She loved figuring it out and she had a heart to do it really on her own. Never, ever. Um, from the age of nine on, never reminded her to practice. Um, If anything, I had to remind her to do her schoolwork or have a snack, um, more so than, uh, hey, put the guitar down and and do some other things um, in life. And so uh, she she loved it. She actually played at my husband and I's wedding, uh, one of her favorite songs, and um, just really, really remarkable. And so she was playing and, and enjoying music um, all of those years from nine years old on until 15. And uh, she, turned four, uh, she turned 15 a month and a half before she was called home to heaven. On her 14, sorry, 15th birthday, uh, she was given a keyboard piano. Prior to that, she had only had one instrument, which was the guitar. And uh, as those of you who would like to listen to her music, you can download it anywhere you listen to digital music. Fully Surrendered is her album. But there are songs on that album that are recorded, her accompaniment on the piano in a month and a half's time. And it's not even a month and a half because she was called home in a month and a half. Um, So she was recording, she had taught herself to play keyboard piano in several weeks, well enough to accompany herself while singing. Just remarkable. And so what I believe was happening in the Lord was doing in her life, um, I call it the crescendo. Uh, She was gaining in uh, knowledge in him, um, and the Holy Spirit was moving through her more radically than ever before. The way she was behaving, um, the gifts that she was gaining, um, music, um, the way she was able to learn something so quickly in such a short period of time, I just, I liken it to that of a crescendo in a beautiful song, right? It's building and it's building and it's building, and then there's 
this beautiful day that she got to go home at 15 years old. And I know the Lord was standing there. Well done, good and faithful servant. Welcome into your rest. You get to rest now, sweetheart. You've done everything I've called you to. And you left a legacy, one small drip into this mighty ocean, the wake in response to that one small drip of a little girl who loved Jesus started to gain in momentum into these mighty roaring waves that are now taking one by one, just as the Lord had told me early on that it would be a revival, one at a time. These signs across our community, one at a time. Jesus loves you, pass it on, right? So this remarkable thing that God is doing through this little girl who just simply loved Jesus and played her heart out to him, an audience of one in the privacy of her bedroom, no one would have ever known, right? right. Until she was taken home to heaven. I want to break here for just a moment. Can we play one of her songs? Absolutely. So she had two originals. Correct. Right? Before the show is over, I want to play them both. Which one do you want to put right here? As much as uh, her I Am song um, was uh, recorded and, and was the first one um, shared after her call home to heaven, her song I Surrender is, is remarkably telling of, of how much she really loved the Lord and how much she wanted to be home with him. Faith Zimber is our guest today. This episode, we're talking about Lily Kelly. It's her daughter. This is a song that, how old was she when she wrote this? 14. She was 14 when she wrote this, learned from YouTube how to play her instrument, and she recorded this on her phone in her bedroom. Correct. This is Lily Kelly. I wanna be in your presence. I wanna be wrapped in your arms.
talk to me about parents. This is a hard day when she's called home. There has to be a warning from a mom who's been there. What do we tell parents who have children, preteens? But this kind of an event can really happen to anyone. Absolutely. Your goal was to prepare Lily, but there are parents who would say, okay, if this happens, how do, how do I get through it? Yeah. Um, talk to me about those first few days, those first few months. Sure. And where we're at now. Tell me your story sure. from the day that Lily was called home. Mm-hmm. How does mom manage right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how we manage to weather the storm of life, every single one of us, is going to be entirely based on your relationship with the Lord at the time of the storm, that day that it hits. And so you said, um, I wasn't prepared or I couldn't be. And I would correct that. I was prepared. Lily was prepared. Lily was ready and prepared for her day. I was ready and prepared for her day. I was ready and prepared for my day to weather this tremendous, terrible, awful storm. How can a mother say that? after losing her only child in the prime of her teenage years. And that's because I had been studying his word. I had the good fortune and blessing of being born into a family that loved Jesus and took us to church three times a week, starting in utero. And so just like Lily had done and was able to learn the word and had been uh, memorizing passages every week, if not more, choosing to study before school um, on her own time, never been asked, doing so on her own. I had been doing the same. And so I knew his word. I knew what God said. I may not like his ways. I may not understand his ways, but I can trust them. And so when my storm hit, I said, Lord, I don't understand, but I trust you. And see, we have to go back to scripture where it says, for all of our days were written in his book before the very first one was ever lived. And so as you can imagine, people trying to come alongside a grieving mother and saying, oh, you were robbed. Oh, you must be devastated. And yet again, I would say, I must correct you. No, see, I am not devastated. Because we know from Romans 8 that absolutely nothing can separate us from the love of God. So he is not allowing me to be devastated. Lily got to go home early outside of my preference of time. But he was right on time because he's never late, nor is he early. So he was right on time for Lily. And so I I always reference her as getting to go home early, right? Mm -hmm. Because we have to understand what he says. This is not it. It's there. She got to, right? I don't like living without her. I don't like um, having to navigate the summertime um, as we're recording this, it's beautiful and it's warm outside. Lily would, and I would have been at the beach. We would have been taking summer trips. We would have been together. I don't like doing it alone or not at all because she's not here anymore. However, would I take her from paradise to come back to me to go to the beach? Furthermore, would I bring her home from paradise in exchange for all the souls who have been won in Jesus' name through the power of the Holy Spirit in the last four years? Absolutely not. I would not do that. And so the Lord was impressing on my heart immediately um, upon Lily's call home that 
I was called to something bigger. Uh, Lily had done her good work and she got to um, be joined with him. And so um, I was not devastated and I was not robbed. And so understanding scripture is what prepared me for that moment and, and every single moment past then. Um, I was not robbed. I was an undeserving sinner that was gifted a child at a very young age that I had to raise on my own. No, I got to. The Lord gifted me. He chose me to be Lily's mother, just like he chooses every single one of us to be the, the parents of our children and the, the children of our parents. And so he chose me knowing that I would only get 15 years. Why would he find me so worthy? Knowing that she would be so precious, right? Like a fine metal or a fine gem and mineral, right? There's few of them. That's what makes them so remarkably valuable. And so he chose me to steward only 15 years, knowing that I couldn't goof her up in her childhood and fix it in her 30s and 40s and 50s. So I was not robbed. I was gifted. I was gifted the ability and the privilege to be a mother to one of God's precious little saints who loved Jesus, sold out fully and completely. Lily Kelly's name, it lives on. There is a legacy being built in four years. Imagine what it's going to look like in 40 years yeah. from now. But her name is something. Now, tell me about Lily Kelly Ministries. Sure. Yeah, so Lily Kelly Ministries was founded um, truly just soon after uh, her call home to heaven. And uh, it was to continue really the, the work that she had created and she had started serving her Lord and, and Savior and making his name known and his love and compassion. And that was truly Lily's uh, demeanor. She was gentle, she was kind, and yet she was an incredibly bold, majestic um, saint. Um, she was meek like Jesus, um, meaning um, that that boldness and um, it's like I liken it to a Mustang, right? Um, an unbroken horse just has this this wildness inside of them. And when harnessed, it's just this incredible meekness, being able to go wherever the Lord told her to go, and yet that fire was still burning from within. And so that is what we do with Lily Kelly Ministries. Um, we love on each and every person. Um, we, we share the most simple message of salvation. Jesus loves you. So much so that he willingly died on the cross for you and your sins. God loves you so much that he sent his only son to take and bear the burdens of your sin and, and give you salvation and freedom of life here on earth, but then the promise of eternal life too. That's what we share at Lily Kelly Ministries. Um, further, we feel called to um, unify the community and the body of Christ. And so um, our tagline is, there is no unity in community without you, right? And so how can one be united if we're not together and including every single person, right? And so uh, we know that our, um, currently the times that we are living in, we are all um, very much um, ununited and um, compartmentalized. And that's not the desire of the Lord. He, he desires for us to be together, loving on one another, um, laying ourselves down for one another, right? Deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me daily. Faith Zimber is our guest. It's an amazing story, and we've got more story to tell. There's actually going to be a, another episode because we're going to focus on one specific area of Lily Kelly Ministries. Something you had mentioned 
a little while ago, you had mentioned that Lily's friends kind of came out of, as a mom, here comes people that you don't know telling you stories of how she had touched their lives. What did you learn about Lily after the Lord called her home? Mm. So in uh, the building of the temple, uh, Solomon um, was given very specific instructions to build the temple. Um, They were given to his father, King David, and then he gave them to King Solomon, very specific. And uh, so much so that um, the detail of the columns out front front of the temple, um, they were uh, covered with uh, carved lilies at the very top of the capital as you walk into the temple. Um, and they were covered with gold. They were gilded, right? And so uh, research uh, r- revealed um, through that, why would you put such beauty so high, 40 feet above the ground? Well, we can't really see that level of detail, and yet they were carved and so detailed, covered with gold. And so uh, isn't it interesting that the Lord had placed on my heart to name my child, Lily, all those years ago. And it's because who she was and who she gets to be in heaven, uh, she was doing the secret things as unto the Lord for his eyes and his, his ears only. And that is called the lily work of the temple that Solomon completed. So Lily was always seeking him, seeking the Lord, and doing things in private, in secret, for his eyes and ears only. And so what we found after Lily's call home to heaven uh, were were her journals. I knew she was journaling. I knew she was reading every morning. um, But giving her her privacy, I never broached that. I never looked into what she was doing. Her journals are so robust and so full of scripture and power and conviction I've never read anything like it. Her journals at 14 and 15 years old had nothing to do with anything negative. They didn't say anything about the kids at school or discomforts of her own. She was not complaining. She was not doing anything but seeking the Lord. How can I be more like you, Lord? How can I uh, be more sold out? How can I love you more? Reveal to me the ways of, of which you have for me, Lord. 14 and 15 years old. This is what she's writing in her journals. Um, Her Bible is filled with highlights and underlines, things that you and I potentially would not have even gravitated to potentially in adult life, but much less at 14 and 15 years old. The vastness of her desire to seek and know him so fully and so completely and then apply it to her life in her everyday life um, was remarkable. Lily had said to me, um, I had had commended her for for being um, amazing in our home. Uh, There were some difficulties going on in our family. And I said, sweetheart, thank you so much for just doing the right thing and taking the high road. And she said to me with tears, mom, it's not always easy to do the right thing, but I do it anyways. That's a kid, that's a person, that's a human, that's an adult even. If we could be so sold out to do the right thing when it's hard and you do it anyways. That's exactly what scripture says, right? Narrow is the gate. Difficult is the road that leads to life. Faith Zimber is our guest. Faith, you have a Bible study ministry. You teach. Did you do this before Lily was called home? How did this develop? Sure. 
So in, in, a, in a way, yes, it started before Lily was called home to heaven. Um, so they had uh, put in the bulletin at church that they needed a uh, volleyball coach that particular year. And so I, I kept thinking, man, I really think this is something I should be doing. Uh, so I asked Lily, hey, would it be okay if mom coaches this year? Um, the year prior, I'd asked her the same thing, and she said no. <laughs> and so, yes, she was still a real teenager, everybody. Um, so that following year, she said, you know, Mom, that would be, that would be fine with me. Uh, so I went and uh, said, hey, you know, I can shag balls and, and hang out with the girls, and that would be fun for me um, to get to enjoy um, that aspect of my daughter's life and be part of the school. And so the AD said, uh, that's great because the position is uh, head varsity coach. I said, whoa, you know, what, what, what? And so um, in any case, so through that process, I was not prepared for that, by the way, um, but the Lord equipped me as he does. And so through that process, I would lead the girls in a devotion every single day before practice. We always started in prayer, every game, every practice. And so the Lord called me into uh, ministry um, specific to young women um, during that period of time. And so uh, the Lord helped me to just gird these girl up, girls up in the word and um, and just sharpening one another with this, the, the sword of the spirit, right? And so I had started doing that um, during that, that period of time with Lily. And so flash forward, um, Lily's called home to heaven very shortly after that. Um, it was only um, several months. And so um, COVID hit soon after that. And I got word that many of Lily's friends had no place to go. They wanted to read the Bible. They wanted to fellowship together. Coffee shops, schools, churches, all closed. Now we're talking youth. Yes. 14, 15 years old. That's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So um, rumor had it that they were FaceTiming each other, uh, this particular group of kids, uh, reading Revelation. I thought, wow, they are, they're, they're serious, right? And so I said, well, shoot, I'm, I'm not scared of COVID, and um, these kids need a place. I can be that place. So my husband and I opened our home up uh, to the the teenagers um, once a week, and I would write the Bible study and help lead it, or or I would lead it and and help them uh, into these discussions. And so we started with that group of kids was about five or six kids uh, in three months, four months time. We grew to um, just over 30, about 40 kids were coming to our home once a week. I called it uh, jokingly, no fun Tuesdays. They didn't know that I was doing it behind their back, but uh, it was exactly that. We weren't playing games. We weren't playing songs. Um, it wasn't icebreakers. We didn't do any of that. It was actually Bible study. And so through that process, the Lord was helping me hone my, 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 his gift, um, but helping me to use that gift, um, to write, um, questions based on scripture to help apply it to each of our lives. And so it was always actual full word, um, and so that's what I do now. So uh, I lead Bible studies at the ministry on Tuesdays, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And we, the Lord gives me uh, the passage of Scripture. Um, each week it's different, and it's one chapter of the Bible every single week. And it's not in a particular book of the Bible. It, it's all over the place. And so we're in the Old Testament, the New Testament. Um, and then I write those uh, going back through Scripture, um, cross-referencing. And so it really is a sharpening of the sword. Um, sometimes I, I've learned to stop saying, Lord, help us to have a great sword fight today in prayer because it usually ends up happening. So I thought, okay, let's tone that prayer down. Um, and so it is, it's a place to really uh, read the Word. How do we apply the Word? What is God saying to us? And then all of these incredible saints 
that have gone before us and their stories and how God's character has never changed, even though uh, we might be faithless, he remains faithful. And so it's just been a beautiful time that I love. I love to dive into the word and say, Lord, what are you trying to teach us uh, through that? And so we go verse by verse and how do we apply it and what does that really mean to us? Can people join your Bible study. Absolutely. And so that is part of the reason that uh, we I, I format it that way, is that um, there's no homework, although you can, of course, take it home and study it yourself in addition. Um, but it is kept to that Bible study, meaning um, if you miss a week, that's okay. Hop right back in, right? We're not halfway through a book or halfway through a study. Um, you can always just come when it works for your schedule. And so there's always a fullness and a richness wherever your um, season is. Faith Zimber is with us today. Lily Kelly Ministries, I know you've probably heard the name. You might have heard the name on the vine. You may have seen signs in the community. You might have seen, okay, my daughter has a Lily Kelly sticker on her hydro flask. That's where kids put stickers these days, right? It, it either goes on a Chromebook or on a hydro flask. Right. So I know listeners may have, may have seen Lily Kelly's name four years and she's still touching people and still bringing people to Christ. Mm -hmm. The Bible study, give me the times and the location again. Sure, so um, the Lord has done an incredible work in in this ministry and so we were able to purchase uh, the sweet little chapel in downtown Marietta um, almost two years ago. And so it's at the chapel on Washington Avenue in the heart of downtown Marietta. And that is on Tuesdays at 8.30 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. So it gives people opportunity um, to navigate through their schedules if it's an evening or a morning on on Tuesdays. And it's open to the public. Absolutely. Uh, And the heart there is that anybody, everybody, please come. Please give us a try. Um, It's absolutely available to all. We're going to talk about Chapel Coffee Campus here in the next episode because I think it's just an amazing gift. I was in the in the coffee shop a couple of weeks ago, just hearing the people who were there, strangers to me, but seeing Lily's influence on them, and they may have been strangers to her. Sure. How do you see, as a mom, how do you see Lily right now? Hmm. I say she's always a lucky duck. That little stinker, man. Uh, she got to go home and leave mom uh, with all the heavy lifting. Um, so I, I often tell this story because I think it's pretty indicative of, of um, how we are as, as folks, right? So when Lily was little, she was about three or four years old, and it was time to um, plant some seeds for the first time in our personal yard. So we went, and I got her a tiny little spade. She got to pick out all the seeds she wanted, and so we started to till the soil. Uh, she'd been talking about it for weeks, and so I start tilling the soil and pulling the weeds. And uh, she says, Mom, she sits on the edge of the tiny little um, planter that we had. Tiny little girl, right? Three, four years old. She says, Oh, Mommy, you're really good at that. I'm gonna let you finish. And so what is my uh, perspective of Lily right now? I believe that Lily got to start something incredible, remarkable, uh, world-changing in Jesus' name. And then she left mom with all the heavy lifting, <laughs> saying, hey mom, you're pretty good at that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you take it from here. So uh, Lily got to go home early. She gets to um, bask in his glory uh, and she gets to be uh, in her song, wrapped in his arms every single day. I want to put one of her songs on air now. Mm. Which one do we want to play? Sure. Uh, So she wrote, I Am, uh, which is remarkable, and it's telling of the Lord's character. This is Lily Kelly. Oh, the 
Zimber is our guest today. Faith, I want to ask you, as, as we wrap up this episode, can you talk to parents about the value of their children? Yes. Can you talk to them about yeah. their children right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there truly is no greater gift uh, than to invest fully and completely and solely in your children. Um, and so uh, I can promise you this. Uh, Lily is now gone. And I don't look back on my life and wish that I had more accolades, that I had made more money, or that my house was cleaner. I wish I had more time with my child. I wish I had stopped and asked her, what do you think about that, instead of always telling. I wish that I had paused for longer. I wish that I had had more grace. I wish um, that I had more mercy. And so for parents, give them you give your children you first give them jesus and then give them you we're so busied in our society everyone's running everywhere your kids don't need more activities they don't need more entertainment Uh, they don't need more uh, on their resumes for college because what does it matter if you can't get into heaven what does it matter about harvard it's just not important and so invest your time 
slow the pace, take that side trip. Uh, the reason that we have uh, the chapel in downtown Marietta is because uh, Lily wanted us to always go an extended route home every single day after school. And so she said, Mom, please, let's go through Old Town Marietta. Please, I just love it down there. And so she would, would ask us to do that. So it was about a 20-minute side um, bar from what should have been a five-minute drive home from, from school. And so we would do that every single day. And so flash forward, uh, Lily goes home to heaven. And I walked that path from our home to the cemetery right in front of that sweet little chapel um, every day, often twice. Um, to go to her resting place, her, her earthly vessel's resting place at the cemetery, which is at the end of Washington on Ivy. And so taking that pause with Lily, taking that long way home was doing something. We covered that entire land of downtown Marietta with praise. That is what we were doing. We listened to praise music. It was Lily's playlist that we drove around and listened to. I got to be in the car with my daughter for an extra 20 minutes listening to her day uh, what, what was on her heart, or sometimes just listening to the Lord, um, his praise music, and honoring him. But look what we were doing. Lily, attentive to the power of the Holy Spirit, was saying, hey, Mom, this is going to be important someday, someday soon. And so I was letting her lead me, because she was led by the Holy Spirit, to something that God was revealing was going to be re remarkable and paramount. And so flash forward, the Lord showed me that property uh, one year and one day after her call home to heaven. I was walking to the cemetery that day and he showed me with fresh eyes and said, this is for you. This is something I am doing here in Marietta through you, through Lily, for everyone. And so had Lily not been attentive to the power of the Holy Spirit leading mom, with mom allowing that time to say, yeah, we can take another 20 minutes after our very long day. Mind you, Lily was in student council. ASB before school then she had school then she had practice then she sang in the worship band and on the way home after a very long day mom can we please go through Old Town so what is happening is remarkable and and Lily was the catalyst to do many of these things because of the blood of Jesus right he's the catalyst but she was used as an incredible vessel uh, to get to um, take us to where we are right now we're going to talk about that. Faith Zimber is our guest today, and we're going to talk about the Chapel Coffee Campus in historic downtown Marietta. That's right. And it's a beautiful campus, and yeah, we're going to go into that in the next episode, so it'll be here for that, or you can probably find it on the podcast right now. Faith, how can somebody learn more about Lily Kelly Ministries? Excellent. Uh, please go to our website, lilykellyministries.org. Um, of course, social media, Facebook and Instagram um, is a great way to keep up with our daily, weekly activities as well and some fun things that are happening. But Lily's uh, story is really well um, shared on lilykellyministries.org. Of course, we have chapelcoffee.com as well, which is our nonprofit coffee shop, which is there on our campus as well, uh, which is our uh, in part revenue source for the ministry and uh, open to the public for just a delicious, excellent cup of coffee uh, and incredible fellowship. By the way, we're going way over on this episode. We're going to push about an hour, but we're going to talk, uh, we're going to spend a half hour here talking about the, the campus. But you had mentioned a minute ago that you can follow us on Instagram and on Facebook 
to see what the ministry is doing. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about some of the other things that Lily Kelly Ministries is doing. Absolutely. Yeah, so we have something there almost daily, um, closed on Sundays always. Uh, we are not a church, nor do we compete with the church. We want everyone to, to really be in their own church family. So um, it's part of our bylaws that we're never open on Sunday. And that's important for people to understand. Um, but uh, Mondays and Wednesdays, uh, we have workouts uh, outside on the property, group workouts uh, all in Jesus name so it's praise music it's honoring the Lord with our vessels um, Tuesdays of course we have Bible studies um, the two times that we mentioned 8:30 a.m. 6 p.m. in the chapel um, firefighters for Christ meet there twice a month as well we have uh, for the market nights uh, which are the first and third Thursdays of the month um, we facilitate uh, local artisans and vendors on our property and that extends through all of Washington Avenue as well which is a delightful time of family and gathering um, certainly um, join us for that Um, and Friday nights when the coffee shop is open currently we're only open two days a week um, but on the Fridays that we're open uh, we have praise 1525 that is uh, praise and worship for ages 15 to 25 it's actually led by the youth and participated um, by the youth as well and so it's been a beautiful time of fellowship in Jesus name uh, for the young people teens and young adults uh, to come together and truly just have time and give place that's specifically what the Lord has told me is give them place and so um, they lead it they're in charge Uh, we sit in a big circle in the chapel so it's not a corporate worship experience it's truly uh, open forum where the Holy Spirit moves and stirs and what is happening is is remarkable it's a melting pot of the body of Christ. And so it's not competing with the other youth groups and young adults groups in the Valley. It's really calling all of us to join together and let's um, kind of cross pollinate. Let's get together. Let's have a big melting pot of all these believers uh, and, and come together with new friendships and relationships in Jesus name. Um, praise and worship nights once a month on Saturdays. Uh, we also have, and that's for all ages. Uh, we have the Jericho walk every single Saturday morning and have uh, for about three and a half years and that is pretty remarkable uh, as well which is part of our story in um, acquiring the property Um, and so the Jericho walk is something that we will always do we walk the block seven times owed to Jericho Um, but I started that um, by myself and walking saying Lord if this is the property that you really have for us if this is the vision you have for me as a leader then I'm pressing back Uh, into you in faith and so I would walk the block seven times saying Lord reveal to me deliver it as as you did with Joshua and the Israelite people deliver this land to us uh, if that is what you have for us and so in faith I walked that block seven times alone and now we do it every single Saturday as a community you had mentioned and we were talking earlier that a lot of what goes on is volunteers there's you have to there's some staff but there's volunteers Mm -hmm. and if somebody is interested in getting involved, how would somebody reach you? Absolutely. Uh, LilyKellyMinistries.org. There is a volunteer tab, and you simply fill in uh, a form, and it comes to us. And uh, there's a statement of faith recognizing um, who we are as a ministry, and it is a ministry position. And if you agree and, and you want to come alongside us in those ways, then we get you plugged in. Nice. There's, there's room for everyone. There absolutely is, yes. Faith, thank you for being here in this episode. Thank you for telling your story. Thank you. Can we end with another of Lily's songs? Oh, absolutely. Which one should we run? So one of her songs that she covered um, from Phil Wickham is Tethered. Uh, remarkable, incredible. 
This is Lily Kelly. Thank you so much for listening. You can find other episodes of this show on the podcast. Look for Growing on the Vine. My name is Chris Ryan. God bless. I don't want to miss the beauty of heaven all around me. Your power and your mercy. The greatness of your love. And I don't want to lose for wonder the beauty
episode to listen to, but I pray that you will do something for me, that maybe you will share this episode with somebody who you know. Just find it on your phone and hit the share link and let somebody in your life listen to this. Faith, thank you so much for coming and telling your story. I know it's a hard story to tell. It really is. You may have heard tears in that interview. And you might have heard tears in that interview from Faith, but I want you to know that Faith wasn't the only one with tears. That was me too. It was hard. But there is hope. And I pray that you can find that hope. You can learn more about Lily Kelly Ministries at lilykellyministries.org. And you can find out more about Chapel Coffee Campus at chapelcoffee.com. Our next episode is going to tell you all about that ministry. Thank you so much for being here. Join us next time. My name is Chris Ryan. Now go do good ministry.